How's it going, everyone? This is Scott Brooks with Ask a Man Podcast. Ask a Man brings you the best social research, personal experience, life lessons, and knowledge from other men to answer those tough questions in relationships with deep, satisfying answers from a man's perspective. It won't be what you expect, but it'll definitely be what you're looking for. This podcast gives you all the skills, abilities, and tools to create and maintain a long-term, successful, happy relationship for free. And come on, guys, we all love free. But if you definitely want to send us some money, we'd love to take it. (sighs) Anyway, all of this and more can be found at our website at askamanpodcast.com, designed by the lovely Jessica Ray Gaddis from jrabbitdesigns.com. If you need an amazing website, contact her at jrabbitdesigns.com forward slash contact and tell them Ask a Man sent you. All right, let's begin the show. Oh, welcome to Ask a Man Podcast, where relationships will never be the same. I'm Devin Brown, as always, is my partner. Scott Brooks with whiskey and ginger ale in hand. Oh, yeah, whiskey and ginger ale. No, as men, we like to drink whiskey, nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so this is the beginning of our foundation series. The foundation is the basis of all long-term relationships, but we have to break down to three most important parts. So, the first part we're doing today is value. But before we get into value, let's explain to people why the foundation is so important. Well, when we look at the foundation, the foundation is very vital because when most people look at relationships, they look at the aspects as far as from a woman's standpoint or as from a men's standpoint. And they try to figure out what men or women want, which, you know, is always a good thing because we need to look at ourselves in order to gauge where to move forward, find the problem and move forward. But it seems like a lot of the times people don't really dig enough. People are looking for more. What is that little extra something that I'm really looking for can give me a little bit, a little bit more juice. And I feel like, you know, what Devin and I have realized is that what people are really looking for is that deeper aspect, not so much as who we are as far as men and women and what do we want, but what do we want as human beings? And we feel like if we start at that foundation and build from there, then we can give everybody the understanding as to what we want and crave as human beings. And then we can separate them off as what we want as men and what we want as women. All right. So the basics that every long term relationship builds off of pretty much the foundation. All right. So in this podcast, we're focused on the first foundation, which is value. So we're going to go over exactly what is value, why is it so important, what is the value scale, so where exactly you rank, break that down, and then we're going to go over how to grow and explain your value with the applicable advice that we always provide. Yep, because we pretty much all know and have all heard a thousand times that if you want a strong relationship, it all starts with you. So that's why value is the first foundation in the foundation series. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to jump right into it and define exactly what is value, and this is what we've got. Value is the self-worth that you have based on internal and external validation and how it affects your attraction in relation to either negatively or positively. So you telling me value can make me sexy? Value can make you very sexy. I'm feeling that. <laughs> well, I think one of the things about it, too, is that value also plays an important part in you know how we see each other in our relationships and also how we grow in our relationships. That is true. So we need to always keep that in mind when we're moving forward as far as the rest of the foundations. All right. All right. So we got the idea of what value is, but we all have our own kind of value and how we look at ourselves in everyday life. But where do we actually get our own self-value from? Uh, See, with human beings, it all starts externally. 
First, you're born, and when you're born, you don't have anything. You don't even think of value. You don't think of yourself. You're just looking around. And what you do, you look to your parents to get any sense of value, any sense of right and wrong, and how you behave. One, they validate you for good behavior, and then they punish you for bad behavior. So Boy, you know, that was a lot of spankings in my day. <laughs> exactly. So we get that, and then these parents tell you, you know, you're beautiful, you're nice, or you're you're gonna be the future king of the world. You can be anything. So that starts to establish your value. But then we go on to school and we get our peers Mm -hmm. and that's where we get a lot of strong value because we always have the core basis from our parents. But then our peers play a major factor in that because then someone may call you ugly one day and now you think you're ugly or someone may call you fat and you may be fat but now you think you're fat you may not be fat. They just wanted to joke you. So then it goes on beyond that. Television, TV, magazines, advertisements. Uh, constantly bombarding you on what you should be and what you shouldn't be and this is affecting our value and we start to eternalize this once we get a little grasp of something we feel is true about ourselves then we eternalize it and that's where you get your value yeah it's crazy i mean i can't even go into like shopping mall a grocery store without you know seeing a magazine that's just like you know look at how much kim kardashian lost weight or you know look at this model over here and you know this is the sense of what beauty is yeah and if somebody doesn't feel like they match up to that standard kind of it kind of lowers your self-value sometimes if you if you're always receiving it externally exactly and then you get that you walk into the magazine you see this big buff guy with muscles coming out of his earlobes <sighs> and you're like i don't look anything like that i don't think i could ever get muscles on my earlobes exactly that's some that's some steroids (laughs) (laughs) so now that we've actually broken down where we get our value from now what is this value scale it's a concept that we picked up from a book written by neil strauss and got the in-depth details from jordan harminger at the art of charm and when we actually look at the value scale you look at it almost the same way you would look at the way you uh scale somebody on attraction mm-hmm. you know so a lot of the times we're already familiar with when we look at somebody as far as physical attraction they're either a one through ten yeah you know one being the lowest ten being the highest it's pretty much the same concept when it comes to the value scale but for the sake of the fact that we're talking about relationships and you know being with people that we want to be with and attracting somebody we want to be with we're only going to focus on attraction. Okay. So when we look at the value scale, we're going to, the value scale eliminates five and lower. All right. Because we can all pretty much agree that anything lower than a five is deemed unattractive. We don't want it. And we don't want it. You know, just as a side note, just as human beings in general, we don't pay attention to anything we're not attracted to. No, we don't like or interested in. At all. Probably notice this in everyday life. If you see somebody that walks into a room or see somebody that's walking up the street and you know that you're not attracted to that person, as soon as you identify that, your attention goes elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Just boom. So we eliminate five and lower because we're talking specifically attraction, which is six and up. So that's what the value scale pretty much is going to focus on. And we're going to break down each of these, you know, different values, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. And we're going to view the characteristics of what this looks like in an individual Mm -hmm. so that you can pretty much get a sense of how much value a certain person has and, you know, what you're looking for in other people. So we're pretty much saying that attraction as far as physical is already included already included we don't need we're focusing on behaviors and your self internal value yeah pretty much you got a fat ass you got a fat ass <laughs> all right all right so let's break this value scale thing down one piece at a time so let's start at a six you know what does a six look like uh, when it comes to somebody's self value all right so a six is that person that they need 
external validation slash permission so they can act or they can fail. Hmm. All right, so that's the technical definition from okay, us. Okay, yeah, we need to get a little deeper for the people. A little deeper, all right. So what a six looks like in a relationship is that needy person. We all know this person. You've been with them there. Hey, do you love me? Yes, I love you. What do you love about me? I love your face. What do you love about my face? I love you half a face. I don't know. Your right. face is pretty. <laughs> you think my face is the prettiest face? Yes, your face is the most beautiful face of all time. And then the next day, they ask you, do you love them? The next day they ask you, do you love them? The next day they ask you, do you love them? Do you miss them? Do you want them? And so this is constant. And the reason this person is trying to do this is because they have a need external permission. So they want to feel love. They want to feel missed. They want to feel all those beautiful emotions that we all like to feel. But if they tell themselves, they can't believe themselves. Huh. So they need you to tell them. And the problem with a six is that it's limited. It's a temporary high. So once you tell them, it's not, oh, he told me he loved me yesterday. I can hold on to tomorrow. No, they can't hold on. As soon mm -hmm. as they forget, as soon as they want to tell themselves, as soon as they want to feel loved or missed again, they need you to tell them again. Now, for example, when you're out in a bar, and this is one that most ladies can relate to, that guy that walks up to you, one, he doesn't approach you. You've seen him like four or five times eyeballing you. And somehow he slithers on older <laughs> and he's next thing you know, he's next to you at a bar. And he's like, oh, can I buy you a drink? Now, people are going to be like, what's wrong with that? Why is he a six? Yeah. The reason he is a six is because instead of introducing himself, hey, my name is Devin. What's your name? You come in often or anything. He needs to buy your time. That's also that guy that, hey, let me take you shopping. Let me take you out. They need to buy your time and buy your attention. Because they want to have your time and attention, but they don't feel like they are not for it. For your attention. Yeah. So we came up with slogans for all of these. And so the slogans for a six is, you're only awesome. That's how they view the world. That everyone's awesome and not them. So they always need someone to make them feel better. Now, of course, we need to realize that all of these value scales and examples are subconscious. You know, we're not saying that anybody's going around in front of their mind saying, oh, I'm not all that great and everybody's better than me. These are things that just happen on a subconscious yeah. level and they just come out in our actions and how we carry ourselves. And if you actually, you know, take the time to work on your self-improvement and look at yourself and realize that you actually do these things, they're not a bad thing. They're not a horrible thing. You're just identifying where you are now versus where you want to be. Yes. And that's a great point. So all of these things radiate off you and what we mean by radiate, they come off in all of your subconscious actions, like you said. So from how you sit to how you walk to how you talk to how you stand to how you look to the expressions on your face. Tonality. To tonality, how you speak. It literally radiates all you. And we've all saw that person that we're like, they're a loser. And we don't know why we feel like that, but we just feel like that. So this is the technical definition of why you feel like that. So I just got done tackling six, and I nailed it. Explain <laughs> to people what a seven is. All right, so when we talk about a seven, a seven is that person that has a little internal value, but they need to put people down in order to maintain it. Okay. So just to bring that around, you know, what that looks like in terms of a relationship is that person in the relationship that always seems to put you down in kind of like a playful manner. But you kind of looking at it like I don't I can't tell if you're joking around or if you're really trying to hurt me right now. 
You used to date someone that used to do this to you, right? I mean, that was way back in like high school, and it was just, I was just dating this girl, and it was always fun. We had a good time, but it was it would always get weird because. If we were ever alone and I want to, you know, hey, you know, why don't you come over here and sit next to me? You know, let's, you know, let's get a little closer. You're like, boy, I don't want to sit next to your tall ass. Get out of here. And then I'm just looking like, are you serious right now? Are you joking around me? Are you really just, am I tall as shit and you don't want to be next to me? Can we stop joking for a moment? Yeah, can we start joking for two seconds and, you know, let's get a little closer. And then, you know, we close and then it happens again. And a lot of the times when you're in a relationship with this kind of person, you tend to write that off. You know, nah, it's not a big deal. It just seems kind of like a banter type of thing. This is just something that's a part of our relationship. This is how he expresses himself or this is how she expresses herself. And that's not how they express themselves in a relationship. That's just how they make themselves feel better. It might be the fact that they think you're too good for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't feel good enough to be with you in a relationship. So I feel the need to put you down to my level to make me feel better. Or it could just be the fact that that's just how they just, you know, feel good on a daily basis. Once again, since it's subconscious, nobody ever thinks, you know, damn, I feel like crap today. Let me put my boyfriend down or put my girlfriend down so I can feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all subconscious and it just gives them that internal, dang, I felt better about myself today. So what does it look like when you're out or if you're at the bar or something? Uh, a lot of times it's like when people are out, if you're at a party or you're socializing, it's so common. We all know these people. They're that girl or guy that just seems like a dick or that girl that you're just, oh, my God, she's such a bitch. And a lot of times you'd be that guy that's really open about being that dick. We were actually at the bar you know, a couple of weeks ago and I just overheard a conversation where the girl was just, they was just talking in a group of people and, you know, the guy had said something and she was like, oh my God, you're such a dick. And he was just like, yeah, I know. It's cool. Yeah. And yeah. he was just so proud of it. And she just, he, I don't know if he thought that it was attractive to her or she was commenting on it because she liked it, but she had all the content on her face. But know? like, if I treat a girl bad, that means she likes me, right? Not necessarily. I feel like that's the problem. Like, a lot of guys, that's, that strategy is bullshit. Please, guys, throw that out the window. You may even get laid by it, but that is so stupid. The only time, the only re- listen, I'm breaking that. The only reason that works is because you're different. So, most mm-hmm. pretty girls have guys fondling over them all the time. over them. And so, when you come and treat them, you know, bad. And put them down. It makes you look different. And then you're different, so they may end up sleeping with you or hanging out with you. Now, that's fine, and you get your goal. But if you actually want to accomplish something and get good women and actually be in relationships... Yeah, a good quality woman won't ever go for that. Won't ever go for that. You learn how to differentiate yourself in a good way. So, a six is the person that makes a seven look good. Because they're trying to buy their attention and always flattering and making people feel, you know, like they're better. And then a seven comes along and makes you feel bad, so they look new and refreshing. Pretty much. So when we look at how a seven makes you feel, a seven makes you feel like you're less than yourself. And that just ties into what we were saying, just as far as woman's not a woman. A lot of the times isn't used to feeling less than herself. She's used to feeling pretty much uh, like she's on top of the world. Every guy wants to fondle over her and get her attention. And a person that's a seven will put her down and make her feel like less than themselves in a relationship. You know, that's the person that puts them down in order to make themselves feel better. And a lot of the times, in extreme cases, a seven can look, uh, can turn into an abusive relationship, be it verbal or even physical at times. Okay. You know, because 
a lot of times with abusive relationships, you'll constantly hear people say things like, you'll never be anything without me, or I'm the only person that will ever love you. You're bad, you're ugly. And those things are constantly putting an individual down in order to make them feel like they're the only thing that you'll ever need or ever cater to. So we want to especially avoid extreme cases, but we need to also recognize a lot, you know, how often do we really put people down in order to make ourselves uh, ourselves feel better. So what's the slogan for seven? The slogan for seven is you're not awesome. Okay. So basically thinking that anybody outside of myself is less than me. All right. Hey, everybody, let's take a quick break. This is Devin. Let's get some personal time. I just wanted to clear up a few things. This is not a show that gives away guys secrets or this is not a show that gives any cheat sheet to life or relationships. No, we're here to give you the tools to increase the quality in all of your relationships from your friends to your families and even your co-workers and especially your intimate ones. We all know it's important to take care of our significant others and we all know that we need to constantly take our relationships to the next level. So the tools we give you, believe me, they work. We're constantly getting feedback from our friends and family telling us the good results that they have and we love to hear them so always send us your questions and your comments this pushes us to keep going and to provide the best content that we possibly can so make sure to subscribe on itunes to give us a five star rating and if you don't like us i'm fine we'll settle for four subscribing is the best way to get the content fresh off the presses all right back to the show let's keep the train rolling um what does the eight look like my friend Okay, so the 8 is the closest thing to a high value, and it's a very, very difficult one to tackle. So, 8 has solid value in themselves, but in order to keep it, they always need to make themselves seem better than everyone else. Now, this is so close. It's like the other side to a 7. So, an 8 is a person that will acknowledge your feats. Oh, you dunked that ball pretty well, but I'm the best NBA player in the league. They're that person, they have no problem acknowledging the things you did well. They just are better. They're the one-upper. So in a relationship, the eight will one-up you in every single category for no reason. You come home, you're like, ah, oh, sweetheart, I had the worst day. I had a flat time. My boss yelled at me. I was actually late. Then I messed up this account. And then the eight retorts with, oh, you think your day was that? My day was horrible. And then you're sitting there like, are you trying to one-up my bad day? So the eight has no avail. They don't stop. And a lot of times you'll find yourself saying, how did this become about you? And that's one of the most common things that you'll realize when you're speaking to an eight is that they're talking about how much better their day was or how much worse their day was. Yeah. And it just all of a sudden the conversation is becoming about them. And that's just because they need to put themselves up there. If you had a hard day, you still ended up overcoming and that makes you, you know, pretty, you know, maybe they value you as a strong person because you overcame that hard day. But if I overcame a harder day, that makes me a stronger person. Exactly. Which is, you know, the quote unquote one up. Yeah. And so they always need they always need to. And literally it doesn't stop in any situation. You can be, hey, you know, my aunt died this week. And I'm really sad. And they're like, yeah, I remember when I lost my aunt. And, man, people really had to come and comfort me. And I was really torn apart. And I was depressed. And you're like, it's, this situation just became about you. And it's staggering. So that's what an eight makes you feel in a relationship. is It's always about you. And this is 
definitely detrimental to a relationship because you never get a chance to release. You never get a chance to mm-hmm. express yourself, to vent. And everyone as human beings, we need that. So that always brings the, to the slogan of an eight is you're not as awesome as I am. So they acknowledge the fact you're awesome. They most times never have a problem doing that. But they just need to let you know that they're better. You know, because eights have many characteristics. Uh, and, you know, just being the quote-unquote one-up or just putting themselves above somebody can come out in so many different ways. But yes. one of the biggest ways that uh, eight tends to show themselves that uh, tends to get misconstrued with high value mm-hmm. is the fact that they always outwardly express it. And, you know, an example of that is you know the person that's always talking about how great they are or how beautiful they are or how much they're the baddest this or how good they look with this you know with this kind of makeup on or this kind of dress on they always need to outwardly express it you'll find this a lot of the times on social networks whether it be instagram or facebook or twitter you'll see countless people putting you know up pictures i'm gonna take an ass shot of course as a guy i need to like it Mm -hmm. got a great ass i don't know what you want from me but just the fact that you're looking for that external validation from people. You already have your internal self-validation, but you needed to be reinforced by other people just to kind of make yourself feel better. So it's that person that always put it out there. This is why I'm single because I'm this, this, and this, and I do this over here. You know, somebody of high value doesn't need to do that. And that's why eights are so close. And we're all guilty of this because it feels good to have people validate. That's true. That we're attractive or we have a nice body or listen that so there's nothing necessarily wrong with it it's just when people do it in abundance and all the time does it become an issue okay so and then we can paint a clear picture of eight gone too far that everyone can relate to kanye west (laughs) that's all i need to say okay so let's go ahead and roll right into actually the high value begin with a nine all right. A nine is a person that has so much internal value that as a result of this, they can focus on adding value to other people, whether it's on a conscious level or a subconscious level. And basically what we're saying that means is the fact that when you're talking with somebody, you know, it's it's not so much focused on them. It's, you know, a lot of the times it seems to be focused on you, adding value to you, making, you know, you feel like a better person in whatever the situation it is you're talking about. When we're talking about in terms of a relationship, it's that person that you always constantly have that feeling of, I'm a better person when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm around you, I want to be the best person that I can be. And a lot of times people identify that in really great relationships, or they can identify that with somebody that they're starting to talk to, thinking about being in a relationship with somebody, or you know, even when you're just out meeting somebody for the first time, you just get that sense of feeling that when I'm talking to this person, you know, I really feel like I have, or I'm a lot better than I thought I was in this person's eyes. So you're saying that a nine in a relationship makes you feel like you want to be the best you that you can be because they see you in such a light that you want to live up to it pretty much and it's a lot of times you know you might even get this feeling from your parents you know when they always say that you're so smart or you're so beautiful you kind of want to live up to that expectation a lot of times we kind of brush that off because you know that's family that was my aunt that said that my grandmother that said that you know they're supposed to do that for me yeah it's supposed to come from your mother yeah so well you know it's supposed to come from 
it's supposed to come from your mom. It's I, supposed I can't speak to. for everybody else. Yeah. But when you actually get that from a peer or a counterpart, you really it just it just feels a whole lot different that somebody in just a world of negativity, a world where a lot of people really do want to put you down or really do want to put themselves above you, that somebody can actually see your self-worth. And that means everything to an individual and goes that extra mile. So why is it important to be a nine? It's important to be a nine because especially in relationships, that's what a lot of people really look for. They look for growth. They look to be better. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to feel or want to be better if somebody is constantly putting you down or if you're always trying to be better and you're always trying to make those extra steps. If somebody is constantly always putting themselves above you, no matter how hard you work mm-hmm. and nobody really wants to feel those ways in, in those extreme cases. So a nine is somebody that's worked on themselves and really looked at who they are as a person and kind of always focused on developing that self, just strong value in whatever area they deem important, whether it's, you know, on a religious aspect or a personal growth aspect, the educational aspect, they constantly working on that growth to where they know and solidify, you know, without any certain of a doubt that this is who I am. They can focus now they can focus their attention on other people and really see what a lot of people can't see in themselves. All right. So Remember, nine is that awesome person that we all know that makes you feel better and as keeps a relationship thriving and alive because they're constantly growing, but they make you grow because mm-hmm. you want to live up to them. So what is the slogan that comes along with being a nine? Yeah. Uh, one of the other things, too, is like you want to live up to their expectations, but you want to live up to the expectations for you, not for them. You know, you want to actually be that better person that they seem to see you as. And, you know, that's what makes all the difference is not doing it for somebody else, but doing it for you. And that's what nines can tend to lead you up to. So slogan for a nine is we are all awesome. Everyone everyone is so it's you know it's already that i already know without any hesitation or doubt that i'm awesome but you're awesome in your own right you're awesome you're awesome you're awesome and at the end of the day we're all different and a nine understands that and understands that we all don't have to be one cookie cutter shaped thing that we all are unique and awesome in our own rights all right so a nine sounds pretty awesome that's what we essentially all want to be so what exactly is a 10 when we look at a 10, a 10 pretty much doesn't exist. Okay. And the reason for that is because when we think about attraction on a physical aspect, a 10 is essentially perfect, and that's left up to interpretation. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to value, who we are as human beings and how we see ourselves, we all know and understand, I've said it a million times, that we are not perfect. We are naturally flawed as human beings. And because of that, we can't be perfect. We always need to self-improve. We always need to get better. So because of that, we eliminate 10 as well on the value scale because we always need to strive to get better in all areas of our lives. There might be areas that we are a nine and we have a lot of confidence and we can add those values to other people. But there are certain areas that we are weak in that we might not be as good at that we might need help with. And those are the areas that we have to constantly focus on and strive to get better in order to make the impact and the growth that we want to see in our lives. All right. And then quick little note. If you think you're a 10, then you're an eight. <laughs> Just gonna go ahead and say that you're eating very hard. So with that said, we need everyone to understand that every single human displays all of these behaviors. Yes, they do. 
There's not a such thing as, oh, I'm a 9 all the time or I'm a 6 all the time. I know plenty of people that majority display 6 behavior, Mm -hmm. but in a certain subject, they're all of the 8. They believe that no one's better than them and they're the best of all time. So even in our personal life, you know, I may consider myself growing up in like high school and and middle school to be like an 8 or 9 in comedy, but I was a 6 as far as I actually approaching people thinking they would accept me if I wasn't funny. Mm -hmm. So this just shows that you're constantly jumping back and forth but with the scale with the scale you want to know exactly where you spend the majority of your time and we all want to be a nine in majority of our time don't we and I know, yeah, me personally, back in high school and, you know, a little bit through college, uh, I was all of the eight when it came to basketball. I was so confident in my skills and abilities playing basketball that I would just always outwardly talk about it and just saying, you, you can't even stick me. I'm not even going to play my best game because you, I already know up front that you don't have nothing on me. I'm seeing you shoot around and do this and do that. I know off top you can't touch me. And, you know, those are just, you know, those qualities that I need to work on myself or have been working on myself to where I can just bring a little bit of humility in that and just let my game show my skills and talents versus my mouth. And, uh, you know, but, you know, especially back in high school, I was all of the six when it came to, you know, being social and talking to other people, especially talking to women. I don't know what you wanted. For the longest time, I thought being tall was a bad thing. The fact that being 6'5", you know, it made me a freak of nature. I mean, you are, but okay. You know, it, it just, it took me a while to come around to the fact that that me being tall was a part of who I am and that it makes me different and distinguishes me from other people and that I actually value that part of me because I can do a lot of things that people can't do, like the top cabinet <laughs> but you know it, it just took me a while to actually get around to the fact that you know being tall is a part of who i am and you know that's just something that i need to express and maybe make myself look a little bit taller you know put my you know shoulders back my head up and you should be proud of the fact that that's, that's who i am mm-hmm. okay now that we've actually tackled the value scale and we know where we rank on that and we actually tackled the fact that everyone spends more time on different values but there is one that we constantly spend the most time in so you can identify yourself now uh, let's get to the best part of the show which is the actual factual practical and applicable tips or advice so the main issue with someone of a lower value is of course you need to raise your value to the point where you do not seek external validation no more all right so starting with a six you can write letters and notes to yourself, actually writing the things that you want to hear from other people. And then what this does, you can put them on your, um, your pillow, you can put them in your bag, you can save them for later. What this does, actually, you're still getting the external validation because it is actually a note. But it's also internal because it's coming from you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Also, you can speak in a mirror. We've all heard this before. And the reason we heard this is because it actually works. Speak in the mirror and talk to yourself, giving you the external validation that you need because it's actually a person in the mirror saying the things you want to hear. Another tip is call, leave yourself a voicemail from your past self to your future self. Talking about the issues you were worried about and you can see how you grew and overcame them. And also uh, talk to yourself about the things that you would like to hear. Now all these tips and advice are based on the one principle that as humans we cannot distinguish facts from fiction so for example when you go to a movie and you know it's a scary movie and there's going to be demons or ghouls jumping out you understand that you walk into the movies with that understanding but you still get to get you still jump because our brains are not able 
to handle that. We're not equipped or we haven't adapted enough to distinguish facts from fiction. So the external is what you did will be kind of like the fiction that didn't really happen, but you'll still take it in and it will still build internal validation. And you need to make this a habit. You have to do it for at least 30 days. The 30 day rule is if you begin something and do it for 30 days, it will become a habit, something that you'll do without thinking. And this will build your own internal validation. Okay, now you go ahead and take the tips for a seven. All right, a seven is that person who needs to constantly put people down in order to make themselves feel better most of the time on a subconscious level. So the tips and advice for a person that feels like they are a seven is going back to the old school, preschool, our grandmother taught us these lessons. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. If you feel that unbelievable urge to be a douche, just zip the lip. You know, just make it simple. But when it comes to actually getting better and growing, which we all want to do, joke aside, when you're interacting with people on a daily basis, whether it's through text messaging or phone calls or especially in person, find that one quality about a person that that's you know actually positive, something that's good about them and let them know. And what that'll cause you to do is kind of counteract your need to put people down. And this is actually a sales technique that a lot of salesmen use in order to kind of gain likability when they're talking to somebody because we all know we have that preconceived notion salespeople. And this is anything from their shoes to how they talk to their voice, any quality. And man, please make sure it's actually genuine. People can always tell when you're being phony or fake about something that they had absolutely no intentions on doing or ever do in general. If it's something that you actually genuinely like about them, if you don't really like anything about them, you probably shouldn't be hanging out with them. But pretty much what we call the two for one technique that you guys can use if you, uh, you know, because we understand Rome wasn't built in a day. And if you do find that, you know, you have put somebody down and you kind of notice that they kind of reacted maybe a little bit negatively towards that or you just catch yourself. Now you have to come up with two positive qualities about that person to counteract that. And if you consistently do this over a 30 day period, like Devin said earlier, that's when it starts to become a habit. And what you're going to start to notice is that you're going to find it a lot better and it's going to feel a lot better uh, personally to be able to get uh, value from somebody else from being positive towards them versus constantly needing to put them down in order to feel better about yourselves. Let's keep this thing going and jump into the applicable tips for an eight. All right. Uh, eight is the person is the most difficult one. So a one, the first tip we can come up with for eight is you need to be humble. So every day, go through your phone and see a person that you may want to text. You can start off nice and slow, one person a week. And your goal is in the conversation is to text them and to highlight something that they're good in and make the conversation about them. So don't talk about yourself. Whenever the conversation strays more towards you, ask another question for them. And that's your goal. So you carry this over into your daily interactions too. Yeah, when you're like talking that. with a person, make it about them. They say something, even if you feel you're good at that subject, which eights tend to do, ask more questions about how they're good at it, that uh, particular subject. And make a due note to yourself that, you know, if you're good at this, they're also good at this, and they may be better in this specific area. Because all you want to do is perfect your humanity and give value to other people. And then you're essentially a nine. So, you guys are right there. You're yeah, right on the cusp. So close, but so far. So pretty much making sure that you focus on other people, pointing out their good strong suits, especially over yours. Be humble. You love to play basketball. You think you're a great basketball player. Acknowledge that 
the person across from you dribbles better than you. I know it's going to be hard, but that's fine. Boy, isn't it hard? <laughs> <laughs> it, will, it will improve you and bring you to the next level. Say you might be a uh, you might be able to dribble better than me, but I'm definitely going to dunk on your ass. <laughs> Whatever. All right, all right. Yeah, let my eight out a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So all that's right, uh, typically back, the eight condition. If you can. Do this for 30 days. Once a day, make someone feel special. Make someone feel a knowledge that they're better than you in something. And you can essentially make a habit of being a nine. And then you're a nine. Essentially. Essentially. Let's wrap this up with, last but not least, the nine. Do the nine even need tips or advice? Of course they do. Just like everybody else, even though a nine is considered high value, they're not any better than everyone else. You know, a nine is somebody that needs to continue to always grow and self-improve. It's like we said before, nobody's a nine in every area that would essentially make you perfect. And we all know as human beings, we're not perfect. We're flawed. But one of the biggest things that I cannot stress enough is that we are always so used and accustomed to hearing people say that, you know, I have flaws or I accept my flaws. You know, this is me and this is who I am. So deal with it. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, that's only half of the equation. You know, in order to you know solve or fix a problem, you need to understand it, which people, you know, contend to do. They understand that they do have flaws. But now the next step is to improve on them. And that's what nines are very good at and need to continue to be good at is constantly improving on, you know, areas that we're weak in. And that's what ultimately makes a nine so attractive is the fact that, you know, they're constantly working and trying to be better on things that they might be weak in or could use improvement in. And people gravitate towards that because they see that as like a shining example of who I want to be. I want to constantly improve. I want to get better. And they add that value to themselves and other people. All right. So nine is a person in a nutshell. Your tip is to keep improving. Don't stop and always try to be a better you than you were yesterday. Yep. Understand that you're not perfect, yet you can always improve on the areas that you have flaws in. So to wrap everything up, we've learned in this podcast actually a lot. We learn uh, what is value? Why is it so important? Where do we get it? We all know from birth from our parents. Also, what is the value scale? Six through nine. We know why we don't start anything lower than six. Uh, catchphrases. Uh, the six is what's the catchphrase? Uh, you're only awesome. Seven is you're not awesome. Eight is you're not as awesome as I am. And nine is we're all awesome. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, we've learned how we can increase our value and to improve ourselves. In order to work on ourselves and ultimately make ourselves the best person that we can be so that we can have strong self for our own personal relationships i think this was a good show what about you i think it was too my uh bourbon is pretty pretty low so it's it's about time to wrap it up yes sir all right good stuff you guys know we love to hear your feedback we love to hear your comments and we love to hear your questions make sure you send all of them to askamanpodcast at gmail.com promise we'll answer every single email every single question want more Check out askamanpodcast.com and look at the articles that we have to help you build relationships in every aspect of your life. You'll also find links to Facebook and Twitter. Like us, follow us, and join us in having a blast and getting better. And remember, when we all work together, relationships will never be the same. See ya.